I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2017 Strip-Till Farmer podcast series. Today's program, Tips for Tweaking a Twin-Row Strip-Till Corn System, is being brought to you by Totally Tubular Manufacturing. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know. We'll make every effort to get it listed here as well. And by subscribing, that will allow you to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. Thanks again to Totally Tubular Manufacturing for their support of today's program. Totally Tubular planter application products provide precise placement of starter fertilizer below the seedbed to optimize nutrient uptake and effectiveness. Awarded No-Till Farmers Fertilizer Application Product of the Year four years straight, Totally Tubular Systems are durable, dependable, and deliver accurate placement of fertilizer to complement your fertilizer management strategies. Visit them at totally-tubular.net for more information or call them today at 888-200-3012. And for a limited time, you can receive a 15% discount on full registration to attend the 2017 National Strip Tillage Conference, courtesy of Totally Tubular. Visit striptillfarmer.com tubular to take advantage of this special offer available to listeners until June 30th. While the practice of strip-till isn't without its challenges and farmers are constantly required to adapt to ever-changing climate and field conditions. Many strip-tillers I've had the pleasure of meeting readily accept these challenges, but there are also those who seek to push the experimental limits of the practice. Metamora, Illinois farmer John Obery fits this description. Working through four different tillage systems during the course of more than 40 years, He's permanently adopted strip-till since 2004. Three years later, he was strip-tilling nearly 3,000 acres of continuous corn. While yields consistently topped 240 bushels per acre, Obery wanted to regularly see the number 300 on his yield monitor. Developing a twin-row strip-till system, he's been able to buck conventional wisdom while increasing yields and successfully managing heavy residue. In today's Strip-Till Farmer podcast, we share insight from John Obery on his motivation, methods, and results moving to strip twinning to including tiling strategy and residue management. I'm John Obery from uh, Metamore, Illinois in Woodford County. Uh, Woodford County is noted for uh, being the first county in the state of Illinois to uh, top 200 bushel an acre. Uh, We did that uh, in 07 and in 08. Uh, I farm uh, 3,000 acres of continuous corn uh, with my uh, brother, my cousin, uh, my nephew, uh, one hired man, and uh, my wife Lisa, she uh, works in the office for us. What I'm about to tell you is uh, what I believe, or is in my opinion, what it takes to uh, uh, grow 300 bushel continuous corn. Uh, 
Some people ask me, uh, well, why do you raise uh, all corn? And the short answer is uh, one crop is uh, easier than... Uh, we've only mastered one crop, let alone two. And the other short answer is uh, uh, in the uh, fall of the year during harvest time, uh, you wake up in the morning and you know what to do. 300 bushel continuous corn, believe it or not. It all starts with drainage. We've had a, a couple uh, uh, trenchers over the years and uh, a couple tile plows, and uh, uh, we're using a uh, gold digger tile plow now. Um, it seems to uh, do a real fine job, smooth bottom. It doesn't uh, want to bob as you're going through the uh, soil installing tile. It's a number one priority with me in Woodford County. Uh, I recommend uh, you learn how to tile and uh, buy a tiling machine with a neighbor or two and uh, uh, work as a group. It uh, goes a lot easier and faster that way. We pull our uh, gold digger with a uh, 8520 front wheel assist. Uh, that tractor will pull the tile plow, the gold digger, 95% uh, of the time, unless uh, you got a larger boot than four inch. Uh, most of the tile that we put in with that machine is uh, three and four inch in diameter. 35 years ago, uh, when we first started tiling, uh, we would uh, random uh, tile in the low spots and places that uh, we had trouble uh, getting through. Uh, about 25 years ago, uh, we started to uh, pattern tile at uh, 100 to 200 foot spacings. And today, uh, most of our uh, farms are at 35 to 70 foot spacings. I recommend uh, you finish one farm before uh, moving on to the next. Uh, it's a lot easier to uh, make your hookups when that tile has just been put in. Uh, it's a faster, more efficient uh, uh, way to get your uh, drainage job done. Something we did uh, this past fall is uh, we took all the laser equipment off our gold digger and uh, installed an IntelliSlope. Uh, it's tiling made easy for dummies. Uh, it allows you to keep a more constant depth, and that way... Uh, uh, you're not gouging, you're not breaking grade with a laser, and uh, it's just uh, a lot simpler, easier way to uh, get a lot of drainage done. Uh, my only regrets is uh, we didn't have this machine about 30 years ago. You hook it up to your RTK guidance system, it works uh, in parallel with it. Uh, all you got to do is uh, program the uh, minimum grade minimum depth, uh, your maximum depth that you think you can pull, and your target depth. And uh, this monitor, all you have to do is uh, uh, drive the line, and it'll uh, survey the area, uh, come back, drop the boot in your, uh, where you want to start out, and punch a button, and it'll tell you if you can uh, uh, put that line in or not, you know, with the parameters uh, 
that you've got uh, programmed in the IntelliSlope. The uh, gradient IntelliSlope, uh, before you put the uh, tile line in, you've got to uh, uh, program in the monitor your minimum grade, your minimum depth, your maximum depth, and your target depth. And, it, and as long as you've got that minimum grade, you're at that target grade or target depth that you want. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, our target depth in most of our soils is uh, 34 inches. So we've got 30 inches of uh, cover over a four inch tile. Um, it's just made uh, tiling a lot easier and faster. It just uh, does all the math for you, all the thinking for you. Yes, you've got to survey the line with the machine engaged, not the tile plow, but the uh, gradient and teleslope, and then it'll, when you come back and put the boot in the hole, you push a button, and it'll tell you whether or not you can do it with the uh, grade and, and the lay of the land that you've got. Uh, the IntelliSlope will also um, tile map. I recommend uh, uh, tile mapping all your tile uh, for future reference. I've got uh, uh, sketch maps that I made 35 years ago that uh, uh, all I can say about them is they're better than nothing. You never know when you might uh, need that documentation, you know, for tax purposes or if you want to trade a farm or, or sell a farm, you can uh, uh, document uh, how much drainage you've got on that particular piece of ground. Now here's a, a novel idea. Uh, hire your harvesting done so you can get uh, your drainage done and in place. Um, if I had it to do over again, that's what I would do. Uh, it's a lot easier and a lot more efficient to put your tile in in the fall when it's warm and dry than when it's uh, cold and rainy and frozen. I think financially in the long run in our area, uh, if you had your drainage in place, uh, it would pay over, you know, hiring your harvesting done. I like to uh, identify my uh, problem wet areas when I'm uh, spraying in crop uh, or side dressing or uh, dribbling. I use a, a camera, uh, tile flags, and I got a notepad with me, and uh, I'll uh, make maps and etch instructions. Uh, also, at that time, uh, you can possibly see existing tile in different areas, and you can uh, mark them off. Now, this tile here was uh, dug up east of Metamora one day when we were tiling. Um, a lot of the uh, tile in our area were put in uh, more than 100 years ago. And just like today, uh, uh, years ago, uh, this manufacturer uh, etched his name in the tile and the date, October 26, 1891. 300 bushel continuous corn makes a lot of residue. And there's a lot of residue to, you know, to handle or, or do something with. We spray our stalks uh, with nitrogen. Uh, we use ammonium sulfate uh, 
uh, early in the harvest season when the uh, corn is still got some greenness to it and the temperature is still warm. It's a liquid product. It's a uh, 5003. Okay, that, that product uh, probably came from uh, a steel mill. You get a half a pound per gallon, so we're putting on 80 to 100 uh, gallon per acre. So we're getting pretty good coverage, and uh, that's important to get your residue uh, to start breaking down fast. What I like best is uh, our turbo-till. Uh, we turbo-till uh, with the rows so there's uh, less uh, tire wear. One thing about our farm, or one thing that you'll learn about us, is uh, most of our equipment has been uh, modified in some form or fashion to suit our needs. Uh, our first uh, turbo till, we took the uh, Harrell and Reel off, and uh, we added uh, additional weight so we could get uh, six or eight inches of uh, penetration. I'm not sure it was quite a bit. Uh, with that sort of uh, penetration, you're uh, rolling your stalks down so that, uh, you know, uh, when you're spraying or planting, you're not tearing up your tires. Um, the first year that uh, we had uh, a turbo till, uh, we cut every third blade out in the front gang, and this was before... Uh, we were 100% twin rows, and uh, we didn't want to cut the stalks off so that uh, uh, they'd become uh, a problem, you know, with uh, flooding or, or high winds. We wanted them to, to stand straight up. To me, uh, the turbo till is the most underrated tool for erosion control. It... Uh, slices and dices the uh, residue. Uh, it kind of hairpins the uh, uh, residue on the surface in the fall. Uh, and, and then that acts as a, uh, a wick for moisture. Uh, it does a nice job uh, uh, keeping the residue in place. And a second pass uh, just kind of accentuates what you did in the first pass. It's... Uh, there's a lot of uh, strip till in our area. Uh, it's a perfect setup for uh, strip tilling. It kind of loosens the soil up and cuts some residue so that uh, uh, when you're building your strips, you got a, a lot evener, nicer looking strip. Now, since we're 100% uh, uh, twin rows, uh, uh, I wasn't... Uh, uh, happy with any of the hillers that the uh, industry uh, had to uh, offer. So I uh, designed my own hillers. And normally we uh, uh, make our strips in the fall with the blue jet. But this past uh, fall we uh, used uh, turbo till with my hillers and uh, made quite a few uh, uh, strips or, or uh, ridges with it. As you can see, uh, there's a lot of action in back of the uh, turbo till with my hillers. Now, according to the National Corn Growers Association, uh, uh, to be classified as a strip till, uh, 
you can only work one-third or less of your row width. And uh, we're using a turbo till, and those blades are, are, are cutting every five inches, so uh, they put us in the conventional till category. Even though uh, it looks like uh, strip till. A few years ago, uh, it was common knowledge in the restaurant that uh, corn on corn strip till uh, didn't work. And now today, the common thought is that uh, planting on or uh, near the old corn row is not the best thing to do. Uh, I dispute that. Uh, why plant in last year's wheel tracks of uh, compaction and dead soil? Um, maybe with the right nutrition and the right residue management, uh, that can be turned around to be an advantage. Normally I can make a 10 or 12 inch uh, wide strip that's tapered uh, to 6 inches in the middle uh, or any, anything in between. Whereas uh, a conventional strip till bar, uh, yeah, it makes a strip and makes a ridge, uh, but maybe uh, in the spring they're hard to see and uh, worst case scenario they uh, invert and uh, you're prone to erosion, possibly. Uh, the twin rows uh, seem to uh, hug our strips or ridges well, real well. Um, I've got a spring point. It's not the uh, fall point. It, the spring point is a narrower uh, point and doesn't uh, erupt as much, pulls easier. Um, we're running uh, six, six and a half mile an hour. Ever uh, mindful of compaction, uh, we like to uh, spread our limestone and phosphate and potash uh, uh, in the wintertime. If there's an inch or two of snow, it just kind of helps... Uh, the fertilizer melt in a little faster. Late winter, early spring, uh, we'll give our cornfields a shot of uh, uh, ammonium sulfate if it's very dry. Uh, sometimes that doesn't work out. That's that 5003. Uh, about 250 gallons, so about 125 units. Uh, we don't put any fertilizer on in the fall. Uh, it's all late winter, early spring, or summer. We'll get back to the conversation shortly, but I want to again recognize Totally Tubular Manufacturing for their support of this podcast series. Totally tubular planter application products provide precise placement of starter fertilizer below the seedbed to optimize nutrient uptake and effectiveness. Awarded No-Till Farmers Fertilizer Application Product of the Year four years straight, 
totally tubular systems are durable, dependable, and deliver accurate placement of starter fertilizer to complement your fertilizer management strategies. Visit them at totally-tubular.net for more information or call them today at 888-200-3012. And a reminder that for a limited time, you can receive a 15% discount on full registration to attend the 2017 National Strip Tillage Conference, courtesy of Totally Tubular. Visit striptillfarmer.com tubular to take advantage of this special offer available to listeners until June 30th. Reflecting on John's comments so far, he talked about the conventional coffee shop chatter that was skeptical of the return on a twin row strip till system. Despite popular opinion, John had no problem leaving his tillage comfort zone and experimenting with different setups and systems to suit his yield goals and management strategies. It's also worth noting that Obery is gaining company in his twin row strip till quest. A preliminary review of 2017 strip till practices operational benchmark study data shows that nearly 9% of respondents say they twin row strip till. This marks the third year in a row with an increase, which indicates that the practice could slowly but surely be gaining momentum. Let's get back to the program now and hear more from John Obery on his approach to planting and harvesting twin row corn. We plant twin rows uh, at 38,000 uh, to 40,000. We use uh, RTK guidance. Uh, I would hate to be without it. Uh, we've, we've had RTK uh, guidance for uh, going on 10 years, and, and uh, for planting especially, it it's, uh, just takes a lot of stress. You can watch the planter a lot closer. I'm, I'm uh, watching out the back window probably 90% of the time. When I first started farming uh, in the early 70s, a lot of our soils were 1.5 to 2.2 to 2.5% organic matter. And uh, since we're uh, continuous corn and uh, doing a lot of strip tilling, uh, our organic matter levels, it's not uncommon to see 5 and 6% on our uh, soil test coming back. Uh, the other thing that uh, I'm seeing, you know, with uh, the vertical tillage concept is uh, uh, we're not getting the runoff and the siltation into our uh, dry dams and uh, uh, terraces. Uh, we just, we're just not getting any erosion and, and there's no maintenance. Uh, to your dry dams and uh, terraces anymore. Why twin rows? We got more space uh, between each plant. Um, we were not uh, comfortable planting 36, 38,000 plants in a single row. Uh, you get a faster canopy. Uh, we can uh, plant a couple thousand more plants or seeds per acre. And, uh, we can get a higher ear count that way and uh, higher yields. 
We do a lot of uh, side dressing and, and dribbling. We're trying to uh, stretch our nitrogen dollar and uh, sort of spoon feed our corn. Uh, we start that process uh, soon after emergence uh, to V10. Uh, in 09, it was uh, very wet, and uh, uh, we had to dribble some corn at VT, uh, which I don't like to do. It's, it's a slow job, and uh, uh, you, you're burning some leaves at that point in time. But uh, in 09, in Woodford County, the more nitrogen you put on, the higher the yield. But uh, uh, that was a kind of an extreme uh, wet year. We put on uh, 32% micros with the uh, Nutritil bar. That would be our pop-up. And uh, no. And also with that 125 uh, pounds of ammonium sulfate, that we we're getting kind of a starter effect from that also. With narrow rows, uh, you got fewer days to work, but uh, you also have a faster canopy and uh, less days for the sun to uh, uh, evaporate and uh, heat up your soils. Something uh, we just started uh, this past year is uh, our tram lines. They're 38 inches in width on 120-inch centers. We plant uh, basically uh, 12 twins on a 40-foot bar and four single rows. The four single rows are at the same population as as the twins. We want to control our compaction with the tram lines. Um, This spring we're going to take the inside duels off of all our uh, wheel tractors uh, to go along with our track tractor and uh, keep all our uh, wheel tracks in them tram lines. Here's a uh, a late season picture of our tram lines from the air. Our tram lines have uh, made uh, spraying fungicides and insecticides in the fall of the year a a breeze. I mean, uh, uh, it's a fun job to do, unlike uh, when we were uh, 30-inch rows. uh, You were always at the edge of your seat you know, bringing about uh, uh, knocking corn down. Um, today we've got uh, a 4730 John Deere with a 16-inch uh, lift kit. Uh, we've tweaked the airbags and uh, put on taller tires. Uh, we're getting 10.5-foot uh, boom clearance in the back. And... Uh, I've sprayed uh, 13-foot-tall corn with it. Uh, it's, it's just no sweat. We've got a 120-foot boom on our 4730 so that uh, uh, we're spraying uh, three planter widths at a time. And uh, I don't know how many of you guys have ever uh, uh, sprayed tall corn with a fungicide uh, when you get out there in the middle of that field, uh, it's hard to know where to drive without uh, a parallel swather, and your foam is useless, and, and with the glare of the sun on the leaves, it's just a, a bad deal. But uh, 
with the tram lines, uh, it makes it easy. We had a, uh, a 4720, and uh, yeah, we tweaked the uh, airbags a little bit and uh, uh, had taller tires on it, but uh, we were always uh, pushing the envelope uh, uh, in 07. Most of you probably heard about the uh, uh, headline damage. That really wasn't headline damage. Uh, we sprayed a lot of corn prior to VT, and uh, come to find out, uh, uh, it was the non-ionic surfactant or crop oil that did the damage. But we killed a lot of uh, uh, the primary ear shoots by spraying at that time with with a load of uh, non-ionic. So uh, that thinking uh, didn't work out, and. Uh, uh, well, we just couldn't get over the corn, but uh, with this 4730 in the in the lift kit uh, and the taller tires and tweaking the airbags, uh, it uh, is no problem. At harvest time, uh, uh, the canopy or inside the canopy is still uh, uh, fairly dark. Uh, we use a 12 row. Uh, John Deere corn head, and uh, uh, before we went to twin rows, uh, that was my biggest concern was, uh, you know, could we harvest twin rows? And uh, I spent an afternoon in the combine with uh, uh, Mike McLaughlin uh, down in McLean County, and uh, uh, he was on the telephone, and he was driving this way and that way, and and uh, he convinced me that, uh, you know, you can uh, harvest uh, twin rows no problem. Something that uh, we did this uh, spring uh, at planting time is uh, we had a 160 acres that had uh, uh, deep planter tracks and sprayer tracks and combine tracks from the previous year. So in between the rows, it was inverted and uh, it wasn't a very good uh, seed bed. We did have it uh, turbo-tilled uh, that fall, but uh, we came in and uh, straddled our two new twins over one of the old twins. And uh, I can make a pretty good argument that uh, that was our best field of corn. Uh, it had the most damage water damage and the most frost damage. Raw yield, it was our sec second best yielding farm, but uh, in my mind it was uh, uh, probably our best yielding farm. 300 bushel uh, continuous corn, believe it or not. And uh, I thank you, and if you got any questions, uh, uh, my wife Lisa and over here on the side, we'll uh, answer those for you. <laughs> well, thank you, John, for sharing your journey and results adopting a strip twinning system for corn-on-corn -corn production. And again, we'd like to recognize and thank Totally Tubular Manufacturing for supporting this Strip-Till Farmer podcast. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program. 
So feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast series on iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. And you can also keep up on the latest strip-till practices impacting your farm today by registering online at striptillfarmer.com for our free Strip-Till Strategies e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at striptillfarmr and on our Strip-Till Farmer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on May 18th for the next episode in our 2017 podcast series, Taking Flight with UAVs in Strip-Till, where North Dakota State Machine Systems Specialist John Nowatsky will discuss the potential and pitfalls of utilizing agricultural drones. For John Obrey, Totally Tubular Manufacturing and our entire staff here at Strip-Till Farmer, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening. <music>